Hello guys, good morning and once again you're still on Go Unit Radio 106.9 FM in Ugu. Don't forget we are live from Godfrey Okoye University in Ugu. God's own university and the University of the Go. So guys, it is 10 minutes past the hour of 10. It's time to talk on the Good Morning Coast of the show where we have got uh, a very wonderful guest in the studio and I'm joined by uh, Better Okoye who is still here with me this morning. So we're taking a look at uh, a very much interesting topic about the uh, health mm. this year. This is 2020. There have been lots of uh, ways and uh, reports to stay uh, healthy and uh, keep fit for 2020. So I've got a wonderful guest. It's uh, it's good to have you here. Like, I was surprised when you told me you were not in Enugu. You came in from, uh, from Anambra reportedly yesterday to join us this morning. So we have in the studio Amarad Uzodigwe, who is a registered nurse midwife and the founder of uh, Triple Health Africa, a media organization, and also a host of the Triple Health Africa podcast. So, good morning. It's glad. Uh, it's good to have you on the show this morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. <laughs> you know, when I saw that you had a podcast, I was really excited. I was excited about it when you said that yeah, you you run a podcast. You know, to have somebody who is a health, um, you know, official, and of course the founder of the Triple Health Africa. And you have a podcast. Probably would you know talk about what you do in a podcast and get of course people listening to you. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Now we're talking about uh, a very much important topic for this year, and it says things to do to stay healthy in 2020. I came across one of your posts. Uh, go three. <laughs> oh, there about. I think it should be two. I have to check one. We talked about skin problem or something like that. So I saw this one. You were talking about uh, uh, the difference between. Antiseptic and disinfectant. Yes. Then we also talked about uh, trying to uh, take, uh, trying to care about your toothbrush and how you use them. And I found it was so interesting that people do not have a significant point apart from when they get sick. You go to the hospital and tell mm-hmm. you, okay, this is the cause of this illness, without even knowing how or what you could do at home to prevent yourself from falling sick or trying. Little, they are very little. But they, they could uh, go a long way to damage your health, uh, your whole growth, and uh, you will see health as well. And when you're not healthy, uh, how well will you then uh, try to make the money you want to do or trying to live the life you want to live? So we're talk, talking about things to do to stay healthy in 2020, health goals. You could share that with us. Okay. So what are those goals that are important? There are a lot of them. I know there are most very silent points. People forget, but they are very damaging yeah. to health. Okay. All right. Good morning. Just like they've introduced, I'm Amarauza Digwe here. And early this year, that was on the second week of January, I decided to embark on one. It's a silent program, but I think us to discuss it this year and I grouped it into a hashtag that I called Health Talk with Amara 2020 and uh, um, what I wanted to do was each each week we'll be introducing new topic every week we introduce new topic so for the past for January we discussed just three topics we are here to start that of February and just like you said that was what Medium. When I summarize that of January on the 
started first of January, he said, why can't you come on radio to discuss this? And I pitched in and I was given the opportunity to come. So I will just tell us the first two things that we did. Then I will talk about the last one. That last one is where I talked today. We based on. So the first one, I talked about our first goal. That the first goal is oral care. Oral care. I'm not going to go into details, but I just focused on. I noticed that people can use their toothbrush. The toothbrush they they have. You see somebody using mm-hmm. one toothbrush for two good years, and they come to me. I I I sometimes I would just be like, ah, how can you <laughs> two years? Yes, the toothbrush, toothbrush for two years. is being mm. one of the cheapest thing you can buy in the market, mm. one fifty, two hundred. So, and these things they have bacteria that are not good for. So, I emphasize on people changing their toothbrush every three months. Once it's three months, change it. I know sometimes even it's if of, it's not even if it's not bad because some people feel even like if it's, it's not bad if you sometimes use your teeth it's not to destroy it. <laughs> sometimes yes. it's not bad, so mm. you need to change it. The essence of that is not whether it's bad or not, but after three months mm. it will start harboring. If you've not been noticing, just start checking your toothbrush. After three months, you start seeing some white particles mm-hmm. under that mouth of it. Mm. So you need to change it. Then I also talked about people brushing their teeth two times daily. Mm. I used to do that and somebody told me that because I smile a lot. She was <laughs> like, eh, Juliet, why are you smiling? Every day you smile a lot. Is it because you have white teeth? I was like, <laughs> is this teeth white at all? So she she herself was saying eh, because you brush morning and night mm-hmm. but I'm not doing it because of the color of the teeth but because of your own health. Mm-hmm. Because when you brush twice daily you are the person that will know the difference. It's mm-hmm. not something I can say here. When you brush twice daily, you see the difference. In fact, any day you didn't brush in the night, when you wake up, you see it around yeah. your mouth. And I think people should just embed on this. Those around me, they do it, even children. Sometimes mm-hmm. the only thing is that they will brush now, and the next minute they will eat, but I don't mind. So if you have a young child but that is above two years, and do yourself practice brushing your teeth morning and night and the best time self is even after eating eating. even though we do we brush before we eat in the morning but the ideal time is when you brush in the night wake up in the morning just use water water to guard your mouth after that you eat before you leave the house you now brush Mm. that's the ideal thing then I think that's where we focused on in the oral care. I didn't talk about other things because most diseases that is in our body pass through the mouth. Mm-hmm. Either because you didn't wash your hand through your mouth. Either because you buy something in the market and you didn't wash it through your mouth. So oral care is very, very important. So for your health this year, you need to put it into one of the goals that your family must be brushing to wise daily. Mm-hmm. It may not be easy, but you can start with Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. From then, you now improve to mm-hmm. daily. Then the second one we talked about the I talked about skincare, and when people saw the skincare, they were like, "Do you want to talk about cream? Do you want to talk about bleaching cream?" I said, "No, that's not my business. Even though it's part of the business, but." I want to talk about the one that is more common because it's not everybody that buys the bleaching cream. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where I, I brought up the issue of um, disinfectants and antiseptics. And why I brought it up is you see somebody, when the person is addressing, maybe the person wanted to help her um, buy any antiseptics in the market, they will call it disinfectant. So I tried to disinfect 
a kind of to help people to differentiate between the name even though it's being used interchangeably but it is not the same and also you don't need to use it on your skin that's where the skin care comes in because skin the skin is one of the largest organ in the body so and even though it varies it, it, the the kind of the texture varies in like every part of our body is being covered by the skin but in each area it varies in its texture whatever so when people use this when people use antiseptics when people use disinfectants in their bed water what they do is they try to disrupt the natural barrier that our skin has over microorganisms because some microorganisms will actually come through water through your environment but our skin is being equipped there are some natural microorganisms that we call them um, normal flora so I'm calling normal flora, but we have different names for that. So when you start using antiseptics, you are trying to fight that natural because antiseptics is just like when you talk about antibiotics. Antibiotics is fighting the bacteria. So when they come in contact with the skin, they will fight that natural barrier. So when there is time for the skin now to fight the natural barrier, it, there is nothing on the surface again. Well, just to think, I, I felt people are trying to prevent maybe incidents of uh, pimples, black spots, a lot of them, and that is why they really black want spots. Yeah, maybe no, trying to use No, somebody wanted me to talk things. about no. You can only use it if you're a dermatologist. Prescribe mm-hmm. that. You know, all these things they are medicines, but you are not supposed to use it daily. There are some conditions you have, and your dermatologist will tell you, please start using this and this for. They will say three times daily twice daily for one week then you so stop. for the sake of the listeners out there could tell them who's a dermatologist so they could know if someone is fighting maybe a skin uh, disease <laughs> or problem out, the, out the, there the heart goal I didn't focus because I know people want something just like you, so that their face will be so smooth mm. their skin will, I don't want to go into that detail because it's not my area of specialty okay. right. so I just talked on the one because antiseptics and disinfectants they were primarily made for areas that are high in um, that you are prone to get infected for instance hospitals public toilets yeah. uh, if you're in such areas you need to have this for your personal protection mm-hmm. but not in your own house where there is nothing like except it can be in the toilet but my emphasis is that people should stop putting it inside their bath water like young children you see babies i'm a midwife so we don't add that and you see a baby you the baby will be okay all through but when you start adding that in Sometimes psychologically they will be used to it. Even when they grow up, they will always want to, okay, to add it to their water. This, this seems <laughs> to be a very serious issue. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually happy you're bringing this up because I, I'm not aware I'm of this. We watch TVs, we watch um, uh, commercials, and we see yeah. most of these brands, uh, disinfectant brands, advertising bathe your babies with disinfectants, wash your clothes with disinfectant, do this and the fact. Virtually everything you do. When you uh, watch it again, I want you to watch it again. Mm. Each time they put it again, watch. The first thing they will show you, first of all, they will show you a child that is playing. Mm-hmm. And the child happens to touch some areas and they will show something like, these are the bacteria inside the child. Then they will okay. show you toilets. They will not show you bath water. Go and read any of the brand. Bath water is the last. It's always the last. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they will talk about cleaning surfaces, toilets, mm-hmm. dirty hands and all this. But that bath water, you know, 
brands for a brand to sell is marketing is mm-hmm. one of the marketing strategies. Yes. They'll try to sell to your emotions. If they're not able to get your emotions, they would you they, they wouldn't get work. you. So they will say something that hey, if you don't put it it depending on where you are. And people will say, What of if the water is in fact boil it? Mm. If you think that, that water is not good for you, boil the water, set aside a pot or a kettle or whatever, use it to be boiling the water. Boiled water is one of the safest, mm-hmm. the safest water you can use because I'm not, I used to be a chemistry student before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think in the lab, when they check it, by that degrees of boiling, mm-hmm. the microorganisms must have gone. Okay. I, sometimes I even do it. I'll yes. bring water, I'll pour it to. Let me see if it will kill this black, black something. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sometimes. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so. because uh, why, why I brought that up is um, in fact, most times, even at home, we, we majorly use it to bathe, not even to clean surfaces. You hardly see somebody putting a disinfectant <laughs> to clean surfaces. You know, just like you said, but then it's usually bathing water. You know that we usually, you know, use. And the, let the me surprise you. Some people say they're not even putting it inside the water because mm. the water is dirty, but because of the aroma. <laughs> you know, you feel <laughs> like you feel like when, when is exactly and, when and when is inside the water you're safe? What your your bathing water is safe? You're free from germs. No no especially this season, yes. that the waters are very uh, colored. There's mm-hmm. no guarantee because you don't even know the percentage mm-hmm. of the chemicals they use inside. You don't right. know. Sometimes everybody, I produce all these things. So yeah. what you, you now come and ask me where are your measuring jar? Mm. I don't have any measuring jar. I will just do the thing. I use it personal. There is no concentration. There is no a kind of. There is no lab no standard even though those people have lab mm. but initially it's just wow. for it's not for your skin that's the emphasis for the second goal okay. then the the third goal the third goal that was the last one that i did i talked about beware beware of incorrect health information mm. i wanted to call it fake but no it's not fake some people will give you health information based on what they know based on what they've read mm. but along the line they will just make a statement that will render the whole talk invalid or they will, it will make everything they've said initially to be incorrect so i based on that that area of beware of you listen to and why i said i didn't just say it because I want to destroy other people's business. No, but it's what I've experienced firsthand. Mm-hmm. Then I have also see I have so many friends on Facebook. Just like now, somebody will come for for a program. You organize a seminar, a health seminar, and that health seminar is say three to four hours. And the person will come to the health and maybe you want to talk to them about diabetes. And after the program, the next thing you see, person will say, "I went to social and so program, and today I am a certified." Diabetes, <laughs> health, health teacher. I mm. don't know how they put it. And like joke, like joke. The next day, the person will start telling you what to eat mm. and what not to eat. Now the question will now come. One day, somebody will now ask the person, "What is this diabetes?" I have a family member that is suffering from diabetes. What am I going to do to do this? And the mm-hmm. person will deviate from the same question, still start telling you the, the same thing he has been saying before. It's important. It's not yes. Yeah, that, that's it. Then the second one is, I last year I did a video about roses incompatibility because so many women, they experience um, miscarriage. Medically, we call it abortion. But women experience some, some of them and they don't even know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Except if they present to a good health institution, then tests will be carried out. And most of the times you see that the roses of the mom and that of the father 
is not the same. So I just decided to talk about that thing and I did a video. I wrote it down. I like doing videos. So mm-hmm. some people like to see you. Yes. Then Talk they will understand it. what you are saying. So I did a video. I gave it a sub a subtitle. So anybody that is watching it, whether you are deaf, blind or whatever, you understand what I'm saying. So after that video, I posted it in my timeline. I also went to um, I belong to a group of about hundred thousand people, young people mostly. So I posted it there and after the video so many people testified, thank you, thank you. Then one guy now said thank you for for doing a video about this that he experienced it with his wife. Mm. So he tried to encourage people that what I'm saying is real. Don't wait until you experience it. Mm. Go and check yourself. Go so, to standard. Yes. So, but the problem I have with the guy is after that, because I didn't write it, I just posted the video. I didn't write. It. There is no written content yeah. to support it. The guy tried to do a, a, a content, a kind of, to tell people also, and he posted it in the same group. <laughs> so he he said everything. You know, then one line he made mistake. One line he said that he's talking to singles. If you know you are still single and you have the mind of getting married, mm. uh, be sure that you and your partner that your access is compatible. If it is not compatible, your wife is not going to conceive. Mm. That was a very good that information out there. That single one is mm. incorrect. It does not prevent a woman from, from conceiving. But the problem is, will the pregnancy be able to progress? Mm. So, immediately I saw person. that in, irrespective of ever that, I said, Guy, do you know how many marriages you want to disrupt? <laughs> do you know how many relationships <laughs> you want to disrupt yes. by this minute? He said, No, that's not my intention. I said, It's not your intention. But, but then that is what it is. You've already done that. And he, he wanted to come and attack. I said, my problem is, this is a group of 100,000 plus. Mm. So how many of the 100,000 will see my own oh. my own comments? Oh, that okay. comment. So others will buy. And you know, when people say, I saw it and I read. And you know, something you don't know. Mm. If I have a headache, can you go to Google? And tell Google, I'm having a headache. What, what should I do? Google <laughs> will show you. Headache is... Is a sign of hypertension. Headache is a sign of cancer. Yeah? <laughs> so this is how I'm going to die. Because you went to Google. You didn't even ask the person that should have explained mm. better. So I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about it. I never wanted to talk about it, but the third thing that made me to put it in my goal is a lady was selling one, one product. I will not call the name of the lady, but she was promoting one, this thing that our son men carries, it dates. This one that is so sweet and Dates. sugary. Yeah, yeah, she now yeah. said, she was promoting it and she said, if you are using this or if you buy it from me, it's going to stop you from having hypertension, it's going to stop you from having stroke, mm. it's going to stop you from having cholesterol and you look forever young. Oh my God. Uh, sometimes I jump and pass on <laughs> I don't know what to say or a kind of, you know, I don't want people to start, there is this attack that they do on social media that even the, when the person knows that he or she is wrong, he's wrong they will try to prove I just said, let me talk about it is it this thing that will stop hypertension? is it this thing that will stop stroke? what is the message all about? so, I wanted to talk on it and I spoke on it, so today guys, there are so many things that people teach and the information is incorrect sometimes. Some persons go for seminars and yes. probably feel that you know what I'm a certified health um 
like, like you said, and certified health like uh, getting teacher. The knowledge and about then they call on social media, and then not just social media, their friends and family and said, I went to this seminar, and so, so, so person said, and this yeah. is what should be done. And, and in most cases, uh, most of the things they said don't actually apply to whatever that person is experiencing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And just like what she said now, it's like into somebody going to, you know, people that they call chef now. Mm. <laughs> go to three hours teaching on how to cook a And then they come out as a certified chef because of a goose soup. Okay, so let's go details into the goal three. You, I, you made mention of diabetes and hypertension. Let's talk about more about this goal three. I'm so much interested. <laughs> like, oh, like, right, yeah, so it it's, was, yes, it's, 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 it's really true. because many people make make um, decisions at the end of at the beginning of a year we have new year resolutions but nobody no nobody knows. talks no about health. health you know nobody talks about this i want to travel abroad i want to get a car i want to Why get married those are those are goals <laughs> no i understand those are wonderful goals i want to stop this habit i want to stop that habit but nobody takes into cognizance health nobody is talking about i should eat better this year so i i love the fact that this is what you thought about and i'm glad that you're here to share it with our listeners this morning Okay, mm. so let's go deep into the discussion proper. And before I say this, I like to have <laughs> a few stories mm. to back my, okay. my whatever I'm saying. So, this diabetes, before I start, please, guys, if you are listening, diabetes that you are not drinking any carbonated drinks mm. will not stop you from having diabetes. So, she hear me? Yeah, that I am not drinking Coke. Somebody says she's not going to drink cook this year because she doesn't want to get diabetes. But sometimes it doesn't do that because diabetes is not what people paint it to be, same mm. as hypertension. So diabetes, and please, oh, I'll be using some medical terms. I'll try as much as possible yeah, to explain insight, it yeah. in a layman language in a way that you're going to understand. So diabetes is a disorder. Is a disorder of the carbohydrate metabolism that is characterized by impaired ability of the body to produce or to respond to insulin, thereby maintaining the level of the insulin production or the usage. The whole English I spoke now is diabetes is a, is a disorder of the insulin as in when you talk about diabetes, we talk about is there any problem with the production of insulin mm. or is there any problem with the usage of the produced insulin? I think this is the best way I can explain so it. So when, when we talk of A insulin, kind of what, what is insulin? Sugar insulin level insulin mm. is, is one of the is a product of the pancreas okay. it's produced by you know in the in the pancreas you have some cells in the pancreas and one of the cells in the pancreas we call them the beta cells mm. the beta cells of the pancreas also known as the islet of ligands so they are the ones that produce insulin mm -hmm. now what insulin does in the body is that insulin is is a hormone that helps to a kind of to retrieve glucose okay. you know like just like i am now after eating some food, your body will break it down to the end product. Mm -hmm. The ones that it will not use, it will store it in your body mm -hmm. in form of glucose sometimes. So when it's being stored, it's the production of insulin that helps the cells in your body to be able to pick up this glucose stored by the liver as glucogen sometimes. It is the insulin that will help it a kind of easier. Insulin will help the cells go and get the glucose you need okay. and you use it. Now, that is just the function, and the body will use it, I kind of, to yield 
whatever energy that it wants to use it for. So when there is problem with this insulin, it, once there is problem with the inner be once the insulin becomes unable to make the cells to take those glucose to use, mm. you know, it will not be in the blood right. and the blood may not use it. That's when, when you test now, you see high level of insulin in your blood. In blood. But if the insulin is okay, it will help the cells come and take, use, rest. But when there is problem with the production or the usage, I'm saying the production and the usage, when I come down, you get to understand what I'm talking, why I'm talking about the production or the usage. So if there is any problem with the insulin, with its ability to help the cells to take this glucose and use it, now it will not result to higher level of sugar in the blood. You know, you're supposed to use and discard. But when you don't use the number that you're supposed to use, mm-hmm. it will be excess in the blood. Mm. So that is when you don't exercise or there is no physical activity. It keeps no, the body. No, it keeps, that one. It keeps okay. storing okay. it. it it's, uh, because if I'm to say it in a medical way, I'll just go straight. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to explain it in a male language. But yes. I mean, any medical yeah. person that listens to the first definition, I would can, understand. You understand what I'm saying. So the function of this insulin produced by the better source of the of the pancreas, let me not go call other yeah, names. Yeah. Their function is to trigger the cells to take up glucose stored by the liver and use it as a as energy. Mm. You know, as I'm talking, I'm using some energy. Energy is I don't yes. know how they <laughs> call energy. Is it the light bulb? <laughs> yeah, energy. most times when you when you say yes. the word energy, that's, that's what the function of the so patients with diabetes. What happens is that they have a, dif- a dysfunctional. Sometimes they have dysfunctional beta cells. These beta cells that I talk about, mm. when there is dysfunction of the beta cells, it will not affect the number of insulin that they produce. The body. Mm. If it's supposed to produce insulin that should be harmful, mm-hmm. it will not be small. Mm. And once it's small, the the lower amount of insulin will not be able to trigger enough as in to trigger the cells to take enough glucose that the body needs mm-hmm. to function at that particular point in time. So, that's what happened. Do you understand the... Yes, I, yeah. I do. Yeah. So, and the level of glucose in your blood, once the cells is not able to take it, it will start increasing. So, how do people get, uh, 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 get, uh, maybe get themselves, uh, maybe tested if they are having signs of this? Is there, is, is there any sign you could... Yes, there is sign. Okay, so there is sign to look out for. Because sometimes people don't even know until they go to hospital. But there are some signs that you look out for. And these signs, we group it into a three. Okay. The major three others are there. Let me call the medical name. <laughs> <laughs> we have polyuria. Mm-hmm. Polyuria is excessive, large amount of urine mm-hmm. being produced unlike before then yeah. the second one is polydyspia that is excessive test you start having excessive then the third one is polyphagia you always like to eat a kind of increased appetite of them are in the poly this poly 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 medical personnel say i know if you were enjoying the medical terms <laughs> but once there is increase in the level of glucose in the body it will make you it will not lead to, to more glucose in the urine and this will lead to excess water loss mm. you and know it's a part of physiology that if I start now it will confuse mm. when there is excess glucose as in, in, the, in, the, in the blood 
the kidney will try to a kind of to extract more water to dilute mm. whatever that is affecting it and when this happens it will lead to excessive production of urine, urine. and when the body loses more urine as you are losing more urine you are becoming dehydrated mm. and the first thing you start feeling taste mm. you start this excessive taste you'll be drinking water you'll be urinating and your body is trying to balance. balance. That is one of the signs. Struggling. That you, you, that's why when you see somebody that is... They, once the person starts urinating, often people will say, Frequently. are you sure you are not diabetic? diabetic? Especially that of urine. They, mm. Because they will not know when you are saying that you are feeling thirsty. And people, some people that eat too much beans, they urinate sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they'll be asking them, are you sure you're not diabetic? So these are just the signs you see. Okay. The, one of the three signs before you now go for medical checkup. All right, now moving ahead, uh, away yeah. from diabetes now, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about uh, the next, I think uh, the next on that list. What should be the next? I'm seeing hypertension and hypertension. Hyper and hypo. like Hypertension. Are you the same thing? Or no, hypo, there, there is hypertension. There is hypertension. Mm-hmm. There is hypertension. Hyper, mm-hmm. hyper <laughs> medically hyper is something that is high. It's above normal. Above the but okay. hypo is, is below it's normal. Okay. So, so when Oops. we talk about hypertension, mm-hmm. we are talking about a high blood pressure. Mm. High blood pressure. High blood pressure. I see it's fine. So when we talk about hypertension, it's just an increase in the blood pressure, which eventually sometimes it will lead to heart disease if not treated on time. And this high high blood pressure is being determined by the amount of blood that your your heart pumps and the amount of resistance to the blood flow in your arteries. Like, like for instance, I have had the opportunity, in fact, I cannot even count the number of people I've checked their blood, blood pressure. pressure. And when you talk about, if you want to talk about hypertension to a layman, you call it BP. Mm-hmm. Don't just go and tell them hypertension. It's something much down more. Now. No, it's not the same thing. Let me come down now. BP. <laughs> so that you understand what we are saying. Mm. So this BP is determined by, you know, the artery pumps our blood to various, to various tissues and cells of the body. So once there is any resistance, if it's flowing through this thing, for instance, mm-hmm. and there is no resistance, just like a river. If a river is flowing and there is no resistance, the river will be flowing well. Mm-hmm. But once there is resistance, they will try Something to find a way. Yes. They will try to make a way for themselves. So the way the heart makes a way for itself is when there is a resistance, which can be as a result of so many causes, that I will still go there now, then... When there is a resistance, they, they have to try to compensate. Mm. And in a way of compensating, it will increase the pressure. Mm. The blood, instead because of flowing more, mm. it will increase. And when it increases, it will affect the level. When you measure it, it will affect the result mm. that you get okay. from that. So that is for you to determine whatever that is causing the high blood pressure. And when people talk about stroke, mm-hmm. when people talk about stroke, they hardly talk about the same BP. There will not be stroke without be. high blood pressure. Mm. That's so why sometimes the they, call, they call hypertension a silent killer. Mm. Because you see somebody moving around, but the person will not even know 
that he or she has. Because there is no physical sign no, of it. Sometimes it doesn't show. But mm. I want to ask this question, and uh, this is going to be a very cool one. If you all out there, if you have questions to ask, our mm. registered nurse, uh, midwife, and uh, the founder of the Triple Health Africa brand, and uh, Amara Uzodigwe Life, I'm going to Radio 106.9 the FM Inigo. This is Good Morning Coast City. You can well drop your comment on Facebook. It is Go Uni Radio Enugu. And on Twitter, it is Go Uni Radio Enugu. You can drop your comments, your questions, if you have any. And you all, you can call me up now and tell us what are your questions. What are those health uh, goals or challenges you have? Definitely, she has insight uh, to help you out. The numbers to call are 081 Call us up now and tell us your questions and drop your comments or you can share your thoughts with us on the show. The numbers, once again, it is 081-88-1069. Then this incident of a uh, stroke and hypertension, is it only for the aged people? Like, uh, it's always like stroke. It's only when yeah. you are maybe <laughs> especially uh, 40, when 50, men, 60. Especially men. men. You see them. I haven't seen a woman in stroke. 55, 60, they're down. So I'm stroke. just thinking, is, 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 is it just so for aged people? It, there are some causes. Mm. Hypertension has causes. Sometimes it doesn't have a cause. Just like diabetes, you know, we didn't talk about that one. So just quickly, hypertension, there can be primary causes, secondary causes, and some causes that just come as a risk factor. Mm-hmm. Then the primary cause in hypertension doesn't have anything. You cannot pinpoint it to this is the cause. Okay. It just starts there is gradually. There's nothing particular. There is nothing you can pinpoint it. That mm-hmm. is what we call primary causes. We call it sometimes essential the first stage of it or there is nothing you can pinpoint and say this is the cause of this hypertension but the secondary causes of hypertension we see it in chronic diseases like the diabetes i mentioned that we went into details we see how diabetes can cause you to that can make your your bp to rise so diabetes kidney disease and all this this is C106 Benoit FM Inugu. Good morning. Coast City Life from Godfrey Okoye University. And what we're talking about things to do to stay healthy in 2020. The causes of hypertension. So we talked about the primary causes, the secondary causes. In the secondary causes, that was during the year before the callers came in. So the secondary causes is the cause, as in hypertension, being caused by is hypertension being caused by secondary disease? Somebody, maybe somebody that has kidney failure, diabetes, and thyroid dysfunction, congenital defects, or whatever. This secondary, that's why they call it secondary, because mm. it's another thing that triggered hypertension. Mm. Then, that is the secondary cause, and some medications, because I'm here to talk about, because self-medication will still be one of our goals mm. but i'll talk about that because people take medicine out of ignorance because others are taking it you're having headache and your neighbor already had that that headache two or three weeks ago and it was treated with a particular drug now you now go and to buy the drug to treat yourself Without knowing that we treat people individually, mm-hmm. drugs are meant to treat you individual, not because another person, another person was so treated. Most side effects, and people don't live 
like I would like anybody that is listening to this, if you walk into any pharmacy store, just tell them to give you this leaflet that is inside drug. Mm. That leaflet is true that is your doctor that prescribed, but they put it there so that you also be enlightened. There you will see the indication for the drug contraindication. Mm. Then you will now see side effects and adverse effects. Uh, adverse effect, sorry, that yeah. once you see it, mm-hmm. you return back to the hospital. But people sometimes don't want Not to. Not sometimes, hear most about times. <laughs> most times, <laughs> yeah, most just times like, you don't, you don't go through those. Yeah. That's the first thing you discard. Yes. Most people yeah. don't go through those. For instance, now this hypertension we are discussing now, we have drugs for it, mm. and there are different classes of drugs for hypertension not even one not even two different classes now for you to understand what i mean by adverse effect one thing when like <laughs> during the exam they will give us one drug mm. discuss this discuss this discuss this one side effect for any hypertensive drug is hypertension mm. because it's trying to bring it down so when you take it you should be monitoring that patient because the BP is likely to come down below normal. No, so no people one. don't check this. Likewise, other medications. So when you take all this medication, like birth control pills, like um, cocaine and other drugs, when they take it, the side effect is after, so it's the effects. secondary cause. Like people that will not say that. Then another one that is important too is the risk factors because sometimes you may not find yourself in the primary cause, you may not find yourself in the secondary cause, but you see yourself in the risk factors. And this risk factor is one of the things that it, that aids it, that is the increase of hypertension in in the population today. And first of them is age. 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 As you as you grow up, or is it going as you grow older? <laughs> as you grow older, uh, as you just just from 30, 40, mm. as you just advance in age, let me use that word. You are at risk medically. There are some things you call at risk. How will I explain this? At risk now. <laughs> prone to. You are prone to. Uh, you are prone to. If you are in this category, you are prone to. But I have a question. Is it just for African men? Because I've, I've, you you go out I'm there, you there. see. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm All right. That one. So age is one of them. Once you are above, and it's more common because recently I'm working in a place where I had a counter with with our mommies in the village. Mm. This one I'm talking for mommies in the village. And uh, if you, if I measure about twenty persons, if I measure their BP, among that twenty, ten. Their VP is high, mm. 170, 180, over. And they are working. They are in the market and doing something. Going so to farm. Age, mm. age is, and when you say, they say, no, don't talk that. VP <laughs> <laughs> is not my portion. <laughs> you know, that, that is, is one thing. We usually, usually like, tie it to... BP. Uh-uh. Mm. Mm. But no, no, not me. <laughs> so, right. age is one of the risk factors. So, just know that once you're above 30 or 40, I recommend that you check your BP twice. The list is twice every year. Mm. If you can be able to do it every month, it's better you check it and you are okay than that you don't know the, don't value, know the value. Then, another one is family history. It mm. tends to run in families. Okay. Like if you come, to, if you're a pregnant woman and you come to the clinic, one of the history we take in families is anybody in your family has anybody yes. in your family, family. family from yes, diabetes? I've come across I see some little bitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> family, <huh? laughs> right? That kind of thing. So we are just trying to see if you are at risk of having it. Then you, you wanted to talk about race. Mm. Uh, from research, they said that is, uh, hypertension is more in Africans than non-Africans. 
so uh, that one is it because of the kind of work you know because many i don't jobs. know but research are, have already shown that even though what they used to just say in USA, it has been gathered that so so and so number mm-hmm. because we don't have the data here. Mm-hmm. But it's more, it's more. I'm saying it is more among Africans. Talking then, of talking of another. Being, hmm? Okay, before you continue talking about uh, having family history, can it can it also be hereditary? Because some persons can ask. It can only be from my father. It's passed down to me, right. and then when you I talk things like that, challenging. Secondary cause because uh, you know mutation happens sometimes in the gene, mm. and anything that happens in the gene, sometimes you cannot correct it. The only thing you can do is just to manage it. Yeah. If there's any defect, if there's any defect in the gene of the baby when born, it can. Now some people transfer it. Mm. You know, some genes you can transfer. Gene is is one of the makeup of the DNA, I think. Yes. So you transfer whatever, whatever. I can't pinpoint why it's, it runs in families. <laughs> I wow. can't. Then another one is wait. All right, before that, uh, we have got eight minutes to wrap up the show, guys. Yes. If you were calling me earlier, you can now call me up and uh, the phone lines are open. Okay. The numbers to call zero eight one double eight double eight ten six nine zero eight one double seven double seven ten six nine. Call us up and drop your comments and questions for Amara Uzodikwe. All right, go ahead. Okay, so another one is weight gain. Weight is another risk factor mm. because people like now. They are not seeing us. Because three of us, we can form into the picture of normal weight, overweight, and obese. Oh. So, okay. <laughs> I, I, like, I like where this is going. <laughs> on, we, we talk about weight. Once you are overweight or you are obese, and this will not throw me back. But I don't want to go back. Oh, we have a caller. Okay. Hello. Switch right. on. Hello. All right, you can call us back. We have just seven minutes. You can call us back. The numbers to call are zero eight one seven 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 one zero six nine or zero eight one eight 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 one zero six nine. All right. Okay. So weight gain. Once you your weight, once you're overweight or obese, you are at risk of hypertension. And what happens is that the more you weigh, mm. the more oxygen your tissues want. Mm. Your tissue will want more. more. So the the blood and you Most know is the, the blood that carries oxygen okay. so the blood will try to meet up with the demands just mm. like a marketer trying to meet up with timeline to try to meet up with it and in the process it will be pushing blood to meet up and you are at risk of having your blood pressure increased because and others too what happens is you know we have fat inside mm. body fat there is body fat inside our body so depending on where your own fat is and you find it more in obese people whether male or female so if you are overweight you are at risk of being hypertensive then another one is lack of exercise not being physically active somebody will move out from the house from your car to the from your house to the car from the car to the office from your office back to the car back to the ah no physical movement so if you lack physical physical um physical 
activity, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you lack exercise, you are at risk of this. Another one is people that smoke and those that use tobacco. Some people still use it. You are at risk. Why I'm not going to details is that if I st- if I start telling you mm-hmm. the details now, you, you complain of medical terms. <laughs> so, <laughs> so another right. one too is lifestyle. People, so some people, I know somebody that she cannot eat without adding raw salt. Mm. To mm, have food. No. Yes, I've I've met individuals like I'll that. They, they always like, feel like no. the salt in the food is not. It's enough. not good. Even if the salt is not. It's is salt, mm. sodium. Just like if somebody is having hypertension, if the person presents to the hospital, they will put what people call drip. Mm. A drip. You put zero point nine saline to the person. Zero point nine percent saline, and the major content is this sodium. Mm. Sodium is salt. So when you eat more salt than your body needs, Before, yes. it will trigger hypertension it has its own level of life so if you know you are eating too much salt you reduce it because what this causes it makes your body to retain more fluid mm. hence increasing your bp wow. just like when you have issue with the kidney there will be fluid imbalance is that fluid imbalance that affects you because everyone will be trying to balance up and the blood supply will also try to balance up and your bp will be increasing so and finally, no, not finally, the two, the two things remaining is those that drink too much alcohol. Don't say, no, so are you trying to tell us not to drink alcohol? No, 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 I'm not saying you shouldn't drink alcohol. But please, if you must drink, let it be moderate. Mm-hmm. Then drink if you want to stop, yes, moderate, mm. drink moderately. Then stress. Stress, what stress causes is temporarily it increases your BP, but when you relax, when you sleep, when you get enough time to balance up, mm-hmm. the BP will lower. So, and in this stress, I want to kind of to clear this because the same people that I use an example, <laughs> it's just somebody, Mama, your BP is 177 over, also in there, over what? I said over 98. So, BP. I'm not thinking of anything now. <laughs> Usually they, they think it's about People thinking think and worrying. That is because of... So I know if you, if you have been listening, you must have gained two or three things to tell you that it's not just thinking mm. that increases your BP. Before thinking will increase it, it must have affected other areas mm. of your life, before other areas of your body, before your body. you start talking of thinking to increase your BP. Right. So... You leave the village people. <laughs> leave the village people out of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you know, these things cannot be, uh, you know, exhausted. We have so much to talk about. I mean, only hypertension alone is... <laughs> so much detail. Like, I am, you know, I am, I am surprised. Time required. So, it's made you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I believe that everyone out there listening yes. to us must have gotten one thing or the other. But there's something that you said earlier when you started that I think, you know, people should really, really listen to. Social media. Listening to people coming on social media telling you, do this, do that. Getting somebody that's satisfied, just like you are a medical personnel, a nurse, a doctor who is, um, you know, certified to give prescriptions is just the best. So before you go, give us, what, what, what are you telling our listeners this morning? The final word, your final, final word. Okay, the listeners. final word, I'm telling people out there, just like be, be very, very beware mm. of incorrect health issues. People are selling these days. Everybody's after money. Nobody's after... Some, actually, some people yes, are not exactly after your health, health. truly. Mm. So be careful of who you listen to because if anything should happen to you today, everything you've gathered will just be a waste. So I will always tell you, have your, your health 
be intentional about it. Anything concerning your health, just know that it's left for you to work towards that because health is the greatest worth that you can achieve in life. If you gather oh, everything <laughs> without, without mm. being healthy, because yes. I've seen a lot, without being healthy, you'll not be strong enough to enjoy All right, thank you so much, Amara Uzzodigwe, for coming on. And uh, Can you probably give out your Facebook handle okay. so that people can, um, you know... Okay, on Facebook, just search Amara Uzzodigwe. I have a page on the personal timeline. Then if you want to join my group, my group is Triple Head Africa. Okay. It's a Facebook group. Once you click, you will see it. Go to Google, type my name. You will see a lot. My YouTube channel, my podcast, and all this. All right. And if you want more, you can call me. Okay. I think we'll talk about that later. All right. I think we'll drop it on our Facebook page. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Amaro Zaligwe, who is a registered nurse, midwife, and the founder of Triple Health Africa. It's been a wonderful one to talk about things to do to stay healthy in 2020 health goals. I think it was. Uh, it would be amazing <laughs> to have you. Yes, we'll have you back again, here in the okay? studios. There's a All whole right. lot that you need to talk about. So yes. thanks for our listeners out there for joining on the conversation this morning, and uh, thank you, Bethel Okoye, for joining me as well. Thank you so much, and thank you for coming. Thank you very much.